welcome back to the A Crescent Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Lindsay, and today we are welcoming Claudia Gilani to the A Crescent community. She is here to share a little bit about her holistic healing journey, how conventional allopathic medicine really <laughs> failed her in many, many ways, and how that led her to pursuing her own empowerment and education in the realm of holistic alternative wellness. So we talk a lot about her healing journey. And then we also talk a lot about finding your authentic voice and what it's like to start speaking from that place, how that often comes with a chiseling away of certain relationships that no longer align the courage it takes to use our authentic voice and speak from that place. We touch in with a lot of different topics, including the importance of addressing the emotional side of healing as well, how critically important emotional wellness is to overall wellness. This was such a joy to get to sit down and talk with Claudia. I know you guys are going to love this conversation. So without any further ado, please enjoy Claudia Gilani. Okay, well, Claudia, welcome to the Crescent Podcast, the Crescent Community. So excited. We were talking off air about how when I came across you and have been following you for a bit, there's like 10, 20 different topics we could go into. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I need to talk to this person about this. So who knows where the conversation will actually lead us today, but I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's funny, when I first started my platform, which is Healing the Source, um, I, you know, so many people tell you, you need to niche down. You need to have like one or two things you need to talk about. I'm like, shoot, I'm passionate about so many different things though. How can I just limit myself and put myself in a box? Um, so I didn't. And <laughs> thankfully, people s- seem to enjoy um, all the thoughts that come bubbling out of my head and yeah it's it's been it's been fun so I'm open to talking to about uh, talking about anything and everything yeah I love it I can't wait to dive into it but I'm always so curious about kind of what got us there I think most mm-hmm. of us uh, with exception but most of us didn't grow up and in following your page in a little bit more of a kind of holistic mind body spirit alternative world approach. Most of us just grew up kind of with traditional Western medicine, traditional approaches to a lot of things. So I'm always really fascinated with kind of the journey to where you're at today. Yeah. I mean, I definitely grew up with, you know, going to a traditional Western doctor. And um, thankfully, I had a mom. She basically raised me herself, who was very into like only buying organic and no processed foods in the home. And I was like, this sucks. Like (laughs) growing up, I'm like, I want what my friends are having. They're having like fruit snacks. Yeah. Gushers. Um, (laughs) They have, you know, those, the array of like snack chips, the Lay's, the Doritos, the Fritos. And I'm like, that's, that's a fun house. Like that's a house of flavor right there. (laughs) I want that. Um, So it would always be fun when I would go to my friend's house and I could sneak and eat those things. Um, And then I would go home and it's like, back to all these fresh fruits and vegetables. And (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, how lame. And then I went to, yeah, what a bummer. Um, and so when I got to college, that's when I really rebelled. And I was like, yeah, freedom. I can eat whatever I want. And when I was at UCLA, there was there's this little, I don't know if it's still there. I'm sure it is. But there's like a little hilltop shop with just snacks galore. And I would go there once I was done with my classes and like, I remember like buying Cheetos and just going back to my dorm room and eating them being like, ha, 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 like <laughs> in my mom's face, I get to eat this. And of course, like all of the, and I'll talk about this, but like all of the symptoms that I had got 10 times worse and I was even more depressed and anxious and I gained weight and it was like, oh, all right. So this is why she kept it out of the home. Um, and it wasn't until... 2020 that things really like clicked in my mind um but like quickly going back yes i so i am the founder of healing the source i practice alternative medicine i'm an herbalist also a podcast host um and for most of my life i've dealt with countless chronic symptoms i had cystic acne for over 13 years not just on my face, but on my neck, chest, shoulders, back, and sometimes my legs. Um, I it was <laughs> I thought I was cursed. I was like, really? I went through puberty. Puberty ended. Still had the acne. I was like, oh my gosh, am I am I gonna live with this for the rest of my life? And I told myself I would never get on birth control or Accutane. And after trying so many different things, I was like okay, I guess I'm going to try Accutane. Um, and that didn't even really work. And it destroyed my gut and, of course, messed up my liver even more. Um, so I was like, okay, for sure I'm cursed. Um, what else did I I had hair loss. I had three cavities at every dentist visit I've ever gone to. Chronic anxiety, low-grade depression, low self-esteem, brain fog, pretty extreme chronic fatigue, such painful periods to the point where if I was driving and a cramp came over me, I would have to pull over and just curl up in a ball and cry until it passed. I mean, I've dealt with so much. And like intuitively, I some might be some people might be like, oh, this is so stupid. You should have gone to a doctor. And I did go to doctors when it was like extreme cases of whatever I was dealing with. But I just like had like an allergy for Western medicine. I didn't I just knew deep down that they weren't going to give me an answer on how to heal. They were just going to give me another prescription after another prescription. And this prescription made me dizzy. And then another prescription made me, um, you know, bedridden for the rest of the day. And I didn't want to keep playing that game. So I kind of just decided in my head, okay, I don't want to take medications. I think I'm just going to have to suck it up. And this is how I am going to live for the rest of my life. Um, so I'm glad I didn't take as many medications as I, as I was offered. Um, but I wish someone had told me that there was, there was a way to heal myself. I didn't have to live that way. Um, but you know, the, the universe heard me and said in 2020, okay, hi, there's, um, you know, start learning about the lymphatic system because, my lymphatic system was not working too well. I didn't even know what that was. Um, I started 
diving into herbalism. And it just, it really felt like these things were finding me. I didn't, some people ask like, oh, how did you discover XYZ? Or how did you start crafting formulations of of these blends of herbs to clear your skin? I'm like, I don't know. It just, it found me. It was meant to be. Um, But yeah, that's what I did. I started learning about kidney filtration, the lymphatic system, uh, what it means to have a sluggish liver. And I realized that, wow, I have so much accumulated waste in my system that because my kidneys aren't filtering properly, my quote unquote third kidney, which is the skin, is expressing these symptoms, is releasing the waste that's meant to come out because it's not coming out the the way it should be. So it's coming out as acne, as, you know, redness and hives and things like that. And um, so, yeah, I got into herbalism. I started a new Instagram account because I, <laughs> in 2020, when I started learning about all these truths about true health, I was sharing on my personal Instagram because I was so excited. I was like, oh, more people need to know this. Oh my gosh, not like people don't need to suffer. People don't need to be on these medications for the rest of their life. Like here, here I am <laughs> telling everybody <laughs> I have found the answer and um, <laughs> super in my ego. And uh, I had so many people like message me, people from like middle school who I haven't spoken to in years being like, you know, that's crazy. You're giving so much misinformation, you know, I was saying things about COVID that I, <laughs> that not many people uh, had similar thoughts about. And I was just getting a whole lot of hate. So I was like, as someone who has not spoken up for, you know, most of my life. I was like the perfect little girl in my head. I was like, I wanted to be the good girl, never cause any problems. If there was like any um, fights like in my household, I wanted to be like the quiet good girl to not cause issues. And I just went along with what my friends thought were, was like right in politics. So I thought, okay, being a, you know, I'm going to label myself as Democrat because that means freedoms for all people. And that's what I believe. And end of story, no, no more research into that. Um, and I realized, wow, I I don't like labels. I, <laughs> I don't want to be put into a box again. Oh, my gosh. I can't be put in a box anymore. <laughs> Claudia cannot be put in a box. There is no restrictions, <laughs> no labels. Um, and I just started to do research. I started to look at so many different biases and people don't like to do that. They don't like to look at information that feels threatening to their, uh, their lifestyle. That's or something nuance. that's not nuanced, nuance. something that's so topics. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, um, because it's painful sometimes to change, to be presented with information that, might be going against what you've been doing with yourself, with your own kids, with your with your family. And that can be scary. That could be a lot. For me, it was certainly a lot when I realized that more than half of the products I was using in my home were toxic. They were <laughs> full of hormone disruptors and 
um, carcinogens. I was like, I'm putting that on my face. Oh, I'm spraying that in, in the air. Um, it was very overwhelming. And someone can either shut down and pretend like they never learned this information. But for me, like once I go down the rabbit hole, once I see something for what it is, once you like peek behind the curtains and see Oz <laughs> for who he is, it's like there's no going back. I, I now know the truth. How can I keep feeding myself these these things, these foods that are really not foods or putting um, products on myself that are full of things that could potentially harm my fertility. Maybe it's causing my acne. Maybe it's causing my anxiety. Um, so yeah, I went on a tangent, I think, but that's kind of, that's kind of how I got here. Yeah. Yeah. Is um, grateful that I had a, pretty healthy um, childhood, but it took, unfortunately, uh, a big slap in the face of like worsened, uh, worsened health to, to wake up and realize what's going on and, and to make different choices for myself. And so, yes, when I created that uh, separate Instagram account, that was because I was like, okay, I've never spoken up before. I just did. And while I got super shut down by people I know, uh, and that did not feel good, it did kind of feel good to speak my mind, though. I, I want to explore that. And I want to keep exploring, you know, what I'm finding out. So um, I created Healing the Source, which was never meant to be I was not I like I never planned to be a creator, influencer, whatever you want to call it. I I just wanted to track my own healing process to see, okay, what's working, what's not working, because I treated myself like a guinea pig. I was doing everything and anything. And um, from there, people started to notice, okay, wow, this this girl had pretty bad acne, and now she's clearing her skin. What is she doing? And then people started asking me, like, what shampoo do you use? And what, what this do you use? What kind of water do you drink? I'm like, oh, okay, this is something. This is this is interesting. And um, yeah, I started um, batching and uh, selling my own herbal formulations, um, which I created just for myself, which I think is so amazing. Um, and yeah, it's become it's it's just it's become such a big passion of mine, and I never thought it would blossom into anything. So. Yeah, very special. The Acrescent Podcast is a big part of me being able to connect and hopefully share really impactful, empowering information and conversations with all of you. And yet the majority of my days are actually spent working one-on-one with clients. And for any who aren't familiar, I have a mental health emotional wellness practice where I combine Evox voice mapping and biofeedback technology with a subconscious approach to emotional healing. So I work with clients in person and remotely using this technology as well as this subconscious approach to emotional wellness. 
For any who've been longtime listeners of the show, I'm sure you have heard me talk about Evox, how Evox therapy changed my life when I first came across it as a patient. But for any who want to learn more, I'll make sure that in the show notes, there's a link to my podcast episode talking about how I was introduced to Evox and how much it changed my life for any who want to learn a little bit more about it. Do you find so many follow-up questions, but do you find that I feel like just from some of the things you've said, you're a pretty quick adopter. Like once you've gotten the information and the know-how, it's like, okay, we're not dilly-dallying. Like, I'm a Virgo. So. <laughs> and, and then like a lot of people maybe in your life or in your sphere or on social media, it's like a little bit of a slower transition process, but you can transition really quickly. Yeah. And you know, I tell this to everybody. I really do believe in baby steps. Those are, that's really important because I wish, I actually do wish I had done things a little differently because when I did find out, okay, everything in my home has all these toxic ingredients, um, I basically overhauled everything. It was like, throw it all out and replace everything plus more. All or nothing. <laughs> yes. Again, Virgo perfectionist, like <laughs> all or nothing right here. Um, and that's not the best because one, that's very expensive. Um, I, at the time I didn't have the means to really do that, even though I did it, you know, I, it's not smart. It's not a smart move, uh, financially to just throw everything away, um, and, and buy all new things. Um, and also it's like, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to there's so many brands that are greenwashing out there. So when you go and buy something, um, maybe you just bought something that, oh, it has fragrance in it, but it looks it's like it's a it's the label's green and it says clean on it, so it must be clean, right? No, there's a lot to, there's a lot to learn. Um, so baby steps for financial reasons, for your mental health, to not overwhelm yourself and to give yourself the time to figure it all out. It's it's not the end of the world if you have some toxic products in your home. You know, it's not it's not going to kill you today. I mean, knock on wood. But, you know, thing, these things accumulate over time. So just Take your time. It's okay. Look for swaps. There's so many great, um, there's so many great creators on social media. Like one of my friends, Dr. Yvonne Burkhart. She's a great resource. She has so many uh, non-toxic recommendations. There, there's like some really solid people who I trust and uh, myself. I have a lot of non-toxic product recommendations that I put out there. So like take your time, do your research, don't sweat and feel guilty that you're not this crunchy, clean, non-toxic, perfect person. Mm -hmm. By the way, that doesn't exist. So, <laughs> Well, yeah. And it's kind of bringing up something which is oftentimes the, the all or nothing is being driven by like a fear, fear-based mindset. And so... And I think living in that chronic fear isn't serving us or healthy or sustainable either. And so being able to, to your point, 
okay, all of this stuff doesn't need to get cleared out at once. I can start to make these shifts as it is kind of financially sustainable and also within my capacity, but also not living in this fear that if I walk into a store and they're burning a candle with synthetic fragrances, like, oh my gosh, I've got to rush out and never go back to that store again. <laughs> exactly. Although I, whenever I do go into a like public restrooms and I see a plug-in, I am so tempted to throw those things away and just <laughs> be like, take one for the team. I'm helping humanity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not my place. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. I want to touch on something you kind of briefly referenced in the beginning, though, which is sometimes a big barrier to making these changes. And I think it's something really worth noting is the social acceptance and whether it's my friends are going to judge me or have different opinions, or sometimes it's even I've got a family, I've got a, a partner and we've got kids and we've been living this way for X number of years. And now to start to change everything can be very disruptive. And I think though it's worth noting and validating. Yeah, that's real. Social acceptance is real and being afraid that I could lose connections can certainly be a barrier for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, I mean, I certainly, I, I, I will say, I don't think I'm friend. Well, I, okay, I have like three friends left from my, from pre-2020. Pre-2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, these are people who... You know, if you change your life for the better um, and someone's judging you for that or if you, you know, anything you do, if someone's especially a friend or, you know, family, they're judging you, that's are they the right people for for your circle, for your environment? Because your your health also factors in environment, the people you hang out with. Um, yes, it's a little harder if it's your immediate family, your partner. Um, so I won't speak on that because that's a whole other topic to go into. If your friends are judging you or feeling like they can't hang out with you anymore because maybe you're not drinking alcohol and they are, or um, you're feeding your kids uh, you know, healthier food while they're feeding their kids processed foods, it's it's not your responsibility to make yourself small or to apologize for your actions or you know it's it's your your family your health your body usually when people react and and judge or say i'll live a little and like urge you to do the same thing that they're doing it's because they feel insecure about what they're doing and they feel triggered. It's some, it, it says a lot about them and really nothing about you. Um, so if it comes to that, it, it, it's in, in my belief, it's best to just distance yourself. Uh, you don't have to, you know, cut ties with anybody. But if someone is making you feel a certain way, it's, you know, it's not worth the time. And like I said before, I cut ties with most of my friends in 2020 um, because they we just didn't see eye to eye. And 
um, it none of them were like a, a bad falling out. It really was just like slowly the communication were, was getting slower and <laughs> more distant and until, you know, we just stopped communicating. And I, at first I was very sad because I was like, oh, I am all alone. <laughs> I, have, I have nobody. I have no friends left. All right. Um, but at the same time, I was like, those people were not truly my friends to begin with, because if they truly liked me for me, they would have kept being my friend, right? And now, uh, because I have changed my own frequency, because I've changed my lifestyle, I have attracted people who are like myself, who are like-minded, who um, either are looking to be more clean in their lifestyle or, um, you know, holistic, whatever, or they're, you know, they're already doing it and they're 10 steps ahead of me. You attract the people, you attract similar energies once you change your energy. And it might take some time. I mean, it took a few years for me to really find a solid group of people. Um, but it happens. You're not going to be <laughs> alone in a hole by yourself in your non-toxic things <laughs> forever. <laughs> there, there's like, there are people out there just like you. And if you can't find them in your own immediate area where you live, um, you know, it, social media is pretty cool. I've found so many people who don't live here where I live in Los Angeles. A lot of them are across the country on the East Coast or like Florida. And um, I have yet to meet so many of them, but they're like some of my closest friends that I keep up with and chat with. So you can find your people. It's, I mean, it's 2024. You can, you can definitely find your people some way or another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In terms of connectivity, absolutely. But you make such a good point of... I, in order to find people who are so deeply aligned with me, I need to be putting that out there. Here's who I am. And if I'm being totally authentic with that, the people who like and are attracted to that vibe will come to you. But if we're hiding certain parts, this is, I feel like something that was a pattern in my life for so long and is something I'm really starting to work on because of my own like, you know, fears and past trauma related to connection and safety there, but really feeling safe to show your full self. You'll never know if someone really likes, loves, yes. appreciates you if you're not your fullest self. Yes, I love what you just said. That is so true. And, you know, I think about people who start dating and, you know, they go on the first few dates and they put on this like air about themselves to make themselves likable and you know they actually sweet and you know maybe the guy doesn't pay on the first date and they they don't really like that but they go along with it because they don't want to come off as like um annoying or like <laughs> you know we so many people are acting as not themselves they're they're not their true selves they're not putting their authentic real self out there and that's just going to cause more issues it's not going to attract the right people to you not the right partner to you not the right job you know being your authentic self is the you know 
probably one of the best things you can do in life. <laughs> if you, yeah. you have any desire at all, like be authentic. Yeah. And there's so much, there's so much that goes into why we're not. It's so funny. I just put up a post the other day that was talking about how the vibrational frequency of authenticity is four times higher than the vibrational frequency of love, which is pretty high already. And so it's like being authentic is such a powerful energetic space to inhabit and what we either will like attract to us or kind of repel and not attract to us can depend so much on that piece. But you're making me very, very curious because you kind of talked about like coming into 2020, I started to find my voice and over the last three, four years have started to get even clearer and clearer on what that is. And I'd love to hear a little bit about your own journey to authenticity, whether it was like, yeah, here's how I started to use my voice, but also even find it, right? Because there's this piece of how can I show people who I really am if I don't even know myself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded question. I am. Um, yeah, no, that's no, it's really it's a great question because so for so long, I didn't truly know, like if someone were to ask me before 2020, who are you? Who is Claudia? I would I, I feel like I would just tell you, like, I go to UCLA or, oh, I'm an actor, uh, which is what I was doing before. Um, like, I would just name, I would give you labels about myself. I wouldn't really know how to respond to that question. And today I'm like, I know myself so well. Like, I have stepped into my body, which might sound strange, but I felt like I was not really living in this body for so long. I was just kind of up here and going along with whatever was happening and to like finally come into my body and feel grounded and like, go, oh, okay, this is who I am. Wow. This is so empowering, so freeing. Um, and it took, it took a lot. It mm. is still a process that I'm going through. Um, but my gosh, it took finding my voice. That was huge. <sighs> finding my voice because I've always lived up here in my throat. I've never really like gone down to the, you know, sacral root chakra and spoke from down here. I was like a chest breather. Everything was like up here, airy. And because it sounds nice. That sounds like I'm a non-threatening, nice person. <laughs> but when you're grounded and you're speaking from from deeper and and you know who you are, like that can intimidate people who don't know who they are. Um, and like as someone who didn't know who I was. If I came across a confident person, I, I felt intimidated because it was like, whoa, that person knows things. <laughs> They're really confident. They 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 know who they are. I don't. Yeah. Um, and I almost felt like I had to apologize for for my existence, which was so sad. You can see you, you walk into a room, you go to a party you can instantly see the person who's kind of like, who's not standing up straight, 
who's kind of like looking around by themselves or like hidden within a group of people and not really giving anything um, to the conversation. They're just there. They want to disappear. <laughs> they not to take up space. Yeah. Not taking up space. They don't know who they are yet. Hopefully they will. Finding clean skincare products is actually so much harder than it should be. And one of the reasons for this is so many brands are doing what we call greenwashing, which is where they're throwing labels and marketing on their products that say things like clean skincare, natural skincare, and yet their ingredients are full of so many toxic chemicals, additives, so many things along this line. If you guys have followed me for a few years now or listened to the podcast for a few years, you will know that I absolutely love herbal face food. There are so many amazing things I could say about this brand, but one of the many, many highlights is their product is used with 100% plants. It's not plant-based. It is 100% plants. Everything in this bottle is a plant that has been wild harvested somewhere around the world. They have 70 plus of the world's most anti-aging botanicals in their products, as well as 20 plus of the world's rarest botanicals. I have been using it, as I said, for several years now. It is such a staple in my routine. If I run out, I'm ordering it as quick as I can because I start to notice a difference. Nothing else supports my skin the way this product does. I have very sensitive skin, so I react to so many of these synthetic additives that are in many, many of the traditional or conventional products, even some of the quote-unquote natural products. So discount code for herbal face food is LAL20. LAL20. You can find it below in the show notes as well as a link to shop their product line. But using the voice was huge. And like something I used was mirror work. I don't know if you are familiar. Um, it's it's just like a little guidebook. It's called Mirror Work, 21 Days to Like Heal Your Life or something like that. Uh, it's by Louise Hay. Oh, I and, Louise Hay. Okay. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's essentially um, daily self-care exercises by looking yourself in the eyes, in the mirror every day and like doing affirmations, like doing inner child work, speaking out loud to yourself, which felt so ridiculous and silly and almost like I was lying to myself in the beginning stages of doing this. But as you keep going and you commit yourself to speaking to yourself and like really taking yourself in because that's another thing is most of my life, I could not look in the mirror. I had acne. So, and I was like, oh, if I just not, if I won't, if I don't look in the mirror, it doesn't exist. Or like, I won't really know how bad it looks. <laughs> so I just won't look in the mirror. So to finally look at myself in the mirror was like, whoa, okay, this is, that's what I look like. This is me. It was almost like I was, I was like introduced to myself for the first time. And um, it's so many emotions just fled out of me when I started doing mirror work. Um, 
I love inner child work. I don't know if you are oh, into yeah. it. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, totally. you, yeah, yeah. Every day, it's every day so powerful. Life, yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It is so powerful. I think it's one of the most powerful emotional healing modalities any of us can do. Um, that was so powerful to just go back to your younger self and either um, forgive or give love to or just acknowledge your own presence, that you exist, that you are worthy, that you are meant to be here in the world. Maybe you didn't receive something from your parents that you wish you had. Maybe you were, you know, maybe you had a lot of siblings or your parents fought a lot and you just were not given the attention that you were meant to have. And maybe you felt overwhelmed and, oh, maybe not worthy of love because I didn't receive it from them. So who who else would give it to me? Uh, so many false beliefs that we've we've created in our heads, usually due to our childhood, <laughs> right? Um, and again, these are false beliefs. These are not true. And so many of us are walking around the streets, sitting at home with the same loop of like 10 thoughts in our head every single day, the same thoughts. I'm not worthy. I'm not pretty enough. I am not smart enough to do X, Y, Z. It's not pretty enough or love loving enough to have the partner that I want or not smart enough to have the job that I want or position that I want or, um, you know, whatever it may be. We keep telling ourselves these things and they're lies. And um, it, it, it took rewiring my brain, rewiring these thoughts that's definitely something anyone can do is rewire the thoughts in your head. Um, like I was very self-deprecating. I remember I worked this job. Anytime someone asked me, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, I'm surviving or like still breathing. I would like, yeah. ma- I thought that was funny, but it was like, that's so sad. <laughs> that's like, what, what a sad thing to say. <laughs> um, and yeah, usually you know, they say like comedians are some of the saddest people. Um, and it's true because they're coping. It's like a t- defense. It's a coping mechanism to um, make fun of yourself or make fun of the things that are actually so painful to you. Um, so, yeah, t- uh, rewiring the brain. And I, I've i done a lot of work. There are some there's like a program, um, DNRS. I'm not sure if you've heard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like neural retraining. Um, I could send you the links for all these things that I've I've done so you could share with. Yeah. So the audience can check them out. Using my voice was very difficult in the beginning. It would literally shake. My, My hands would get all like sweaty and I would start crying when I didn't want to cry. I was like, in this moment, I want to sound really strong and like convicted and and grounded. And yet I had tears streaming down my face when I'm just saying like, oh, my coffee order is wrong. I don't drink coffee, but I'm just (laughs) using that example. And it's like, why is that? Oh, it's because this is literally a release of energy using my voice, which if you haven't for so long, is a release of energy and with that comes sometimes tears or you know sweating or maybe you know your voice hasn't been worked 
for for however long, it will tremble and it will sound so shaky and soft or weak. And that's okay. Keep going because it will eventually, it will strengthen. You won't (laughs) sweat as much. You won't cry. (laughs) I promise. Um, It it takes practice. It is a skill and it's um, not just a skill, but it is, it can be a huge release to finally start using something, uh, an energy that you've never let, let into the world before. Yeah. You're, you're kind of reminding me, I was talking with a client just the other day about when we're trying to let go of old patterns and step into new patterns, right? Maybe the old pattern is I don't use my voice. Of course there's in my practice, it's all about what's the subconscious blocks. A lot of it goes back to childhood work. What are the subconscious beliefs? What are the repressed emotions? So yes, a lot of it is doing that work. What is preventing me from using my voice? But also a part of being able to step into that new pattern is starting to push our capacity a little bit. Like starting to go, like if you were training for something, like each day you go just a little bit further to build that muscle a little bit more. And so there is a part of this that's like, even before I feel a thousand percent confident in it, can I start to push that boundary a little bit? I talk about holistic health products, natural products so often, and I know it can be overwhelming when we want to start switching out some of our old products for newer, cleaner, less toxic products. And one of the things I always say is start with the products that you're using on a daily basis. And for me, One of those products is coffee. One of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons why I switched to Four Sigmatic Coffee is because I'm drinking coffee every single day. And most coffees, a study was done that I think 80% plus of coffees tested positive for mold. We also know non-organic coffees have a lot of pesticides, herbicides. There can be a lot of stuff, heavy metals, in coffee. And so if it's something I'm drinking every single day, every single day, I can either be putting in something that's much, much cleaner, or every single day I can be putting in these amounts of pesticides, heavy metals, maybe even mold. So what I love about Four Sigmatic is they have now launched their whole bean coffee. So they have a number of ground coffee options, but I love grinding my beans fresh every morning. So they have their whole bean coffee, which also has adaptogens like lion's mane in the whole bean. And then they also have a few other amazing coffee options. One that I'm recently trying out is their balance half-calf coffee. So it's half the amount of caffeine. This is something I'm trying to reduce my caffeine intake a little bit. But what I love about all of Four Sigmatic products is they are third-party tested for pesticides, heavy metals, fungicides, mold, so many other toxic things. So there's none of that going on in here. It's organic, mold-free, heavy metal-free, toxin-free coffee. I absolutely love it. I use it every single day. As I said, there are many other options on their website, and I've got a great discount code for you guys. So use the code LAL, capital LAL at checkout to get a discount on your purchase and click the link below. I kid you not, when I was working through a really 
core childhood trauma about two years ago. I still am. There's lots to work through there. Mm -hmm. There's lots to sift through there. But (laughs) the thing that was surfacing first was not feeling protected. And a way that it was like my inner child was saying, I need to feel protected. And the smallest way that I started doing that in the very, very beginning was literally you brought up the food thing. If my order was wrong, hey, this isn't right. Do you think you could change it for me? Like, it sounds so minimal that you're just like, for real. But that was like what I had the capacity for. And that in and of itself was scary. But it's impactful because it's, you're actually giving yourself the things you need. But also, and I think this is so, so core and something I see so often is it's reestablishing the trust and safety with yourself. And that is foundational. Not only do I feel seen and heard and protected by others, but do I see me? Do I hear me? Do I protect me? And that for me, more than anything, is actually where the starting point would be. And it very much sounds like kind of how your process was to have let me, like, let me get to know this person yeah, again, and then see how can I honor her? Yes. Oh, absolutely. And it, as again as someone who was like the good girl growing up that sounded very selfish to me then that sounded like oh why would i do that when i should be helping you know my family i should be helping other people giving myself to all you know my work everything even though i was so sick i was like i needed time to heal myself i didn't have the capacity to to help and and like spread myself so thin. I was already spread thin. Um, but again, the thought of just taking time to myself and focusing on me and getting to know me felt like I felt very guilty. And that's that like again goes back into the thoughts that we have. Why why do I have that belief? Is that true? Is that really true that it's guilt? It's uh, something I should feel shame around? No. Yeah. Totally. I have a similar thing that I've experienced. For me, it was really religious-based growing up in religious contexts that really were kind of teaching you, be a martyr. The more of a martyr you are, the better of a person you are, the better servant you are. But almost in these extremes of like, the sicker you are, the worse off your life is because you're giving so much. Like, oh, we, we love those people. We respect those people. And it's not to say we can't be of service, but not at our own expense. Exactly. Not at your own expense. Because if you keep pouring from an empty cup, you can't help those people, can you? You can't show up as your best yourself. You can't really help someone who is in need when you are so in need yourself. You have no energy. No, You don't have anything to give. You need to fill your own cup in order to then spill it into other people's cups so that they can become nourished in whatever means that that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I love this. And mm-hmm. if anyone in my world knows, we always end up talking about emotional things at some point because that's just what I do every day. Love it. Because that's and- not talked about enough. It really is not. Everyone's like, what's the best diet? What should I avoid in my diet? What products should I be using? And you know, I love all that. I talked about that earlier, but that's like so secondary. Actually, it's like 
fifth on the list, (laughs) everything that comes before that is emotion-based. Stress. I mean, stress is the number one killer next to medical malpractice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, truly, in all seriousness, emotional wellness um, is is everything. It's... um, I don't know. You can, yeah, you can eat the cleanest diet, whatever that means. And I say, I say that because a clean diet looks different to everyone. People are carnivore, plant based. Some people eat gluten, some drink alcohol, some don't. So when people tell me they eat a clean diet, that really doesn't tell me anything. I want totally. details. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> but let's say it, it really is the truest definition of clean, right? You can move your body, eat clean, hydrate enough every day, whatever. But if your mind isn't healthy, that itself can make you sick. I know so many people who have lived very clean lifestyles, but they've held on to grudges. Maybe they've gotten a divorce and never got over it, or they hate the way they look. And because of this, they've manifested illness in their bodies. And they'll say, why? I've done everything right. I work out most days. I don't have any toxic products in my home. I've done it all. But it all comes back to stress. Stress is the number one killer. Again, it it all has to do with the energy you manifest. And when you vibrate at a frequency of strength, love, faith, a frequency of disease cannot penetrate that. Emotional and physical health are not isolated. They influence each other in in so many different ways. Stress, anxiety, and depression could lead to physical health problems such as heart disease, immune system suppression, and sleep disturbances. Um, Emotional states can trigger biological changes in the body. For example, chronic stress can lead to elevated levels of cortisol, a stress hormone that can have so many different (laughs) negative effects on the physical health. Oh my gosh, yeah, like cardiovascular and immune system issues. So emotional wellness is key. It's number one. Mm -hmm. I talk so often about uh, most of us in this world, in this holistic kind of alternative world, or just wellness world in general, even if it's not holistic, we're so accustomed to, it's like a no-brainer, I do something every single day for my physical health, whether it's movement, supplements, diet, wellness services and modalities. And that is so commonplace. Like people are like, oh my gosh, of course I do something every single day for my physical health. And yet we're not looking at emotional wellness in the same way. And that is so, so big for me and something I work with clients on on a regular basis is how can we start to implement and foster a daily emotional wellness practice that, you know, is fluid and and kind of serves you and meets you where you're at each day. But can we look at the emotional side the same way we look at that physical side? And I see this, I've seen it in myself. I think I had a lot of subconscious beliefs contributing to poor health, even though I was quote unquote doing all the right things. I think actually for me, I had some subconscious beliefs about self, self self-sabotage related beliefs. And if I'm in poor health, I, I always have a scapegoat. I never have to fully step up into some of these things. And that was a huge thing. And when I fixed the mental piece, I finally started feeling better, even without changing anything physiologically. 
So that's like a personal anecdote. But also I see this every week. I work with a lot of cancer patients and I can't tell you how many patients come in stage one to stage four, whatever it might be, living the most quote unquote healthy lifestyle. They're not eating all the toxic things. Their home is so clean. Their products are so clean. And yet what, you know, what they're coming to me to work through is the unresolved trauma, the unprocessed traumas, the unprocessed guilt and resentment and all these things. And that's not to say, you know, it starts to get a little sticky, but my point being the point we're both making of, yeah, the emotional piece is huge. And that dis-ease can contribute to real disease. Absolutely. I, I don't do one-on-one consultations at the moment, but, um, I did a year or two ago and I had this client who was dealing with acne and she truly was doing it all. I mean, I know people say they do it all and I'm like, well, you're not, (laughs) but she truly like, I was like, okay, wow. She is, um, she has like marked off every box except for the emotional piece. So I was like, okay, if you're open to it, I think it would be interesting to take a look at doing some inner child work and mirror work, like I mentioned before. And she was hesitant to do it because it's, you know, it's, it's, it can be daunting. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But thankfully she decided, okay, this is something I, 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 I'm doing it all. (laughs) Nothing's budging. I don't want to do Accutane or whatever. So, um, we worked on that and it was crazy. It was so crazy. She cleared her skin up in a matter of, I want to say like three weeks. Um, it was gone. It was, it was just, it was purely emotional for her. So like, I'm not even sure if Accutane would have worked for her because (laughs) this was purely emotional. She had such, um, such a low self-esteem, low self-worth. She she also could not look at herself in the mirror. She, she thought was she was like the ugliest person to walk the planet. And mm. when she realized, kind of forced herself to realize that that was not the truth and she started rewiring her her thought patterns, it was like, whoa. She's now radiating her skin is clear. You could see a glow. Like it wasn't just clear skin. She was glowing. She like, I would get on Zoom with her. She was sitting up straighter. I'm like, who is this girl? She is, <laughs> she is thriving. Yeah. All from, from that work. It was amazing. Oh, I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. I think that's like the perfect place to, to close on is just mm-hmm. that importance and how quickly the shifts can start to come. Yes. When we get some of these things in balance, particularly that emotional side, it's like my emotional wellness can either be this like fuel in the tank that's pushing me forward or it can Mm -hmm. be this boulder strapped to me that's like weighing me down and slowing me down so much. Yes. So, yeah, I love those resources you shared. I can't wait to look into those a little bit. And I'm already like, ooh, the mirror, the mirror. Gotta do that. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely, I'll send you, um, I'll make a little list of um, things, even that 
I didn't touch on in this um, conversation that helped me as, you know, tools in my process, um, you know, books and, um, you know, meditation techniques and things like that. So people can check those out. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think we could go for another few hours, but <laughs> we'll, we'll rein it in there. Thank you so much for coming on, Claudia. This was so, so fun for me. This was, was such a joy. Oh, it was so lovely. You are a great host and I'm so honored to have been on. So thank you so much.